This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Tig? Cheryl, Cheryl. I would say there's too much to get into ahead of how much we got into things. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, because we covered a lot of stuff. Well, oh, you hate it when yeah. I say that. Well, oh, we you always... hate it when I say that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, I do cover a lot of stuff in this episode. I know, but yet we barely cover a thing. We barely talk about the penguins. Oh, now I just gave it away. Well, it's called March of the Penguins. Well, I was about to say that. Okay, well, go on. Okay, uh, ladies and jerks, welcome to March of the Penguins. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Tig. Cheryl, how are you? You know what? I am uh, over the moon because this is our 50th episode. Did you think we'd get this far? No. For some reason, I thought it was going to be like, you know... A few weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? What did you? Because uh, it felt like we were just doing it during lockdown. Uh huh. But you and I had talked about doing this podcast before the um, pandemic started. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so I was seeing it long term. And so you know. So it's this is um, no surprise. I almost said, luckily, the pandemic is long term. Oh. <laughs> but that <laughs> well, that, that is yeah. lemonade out of lemons yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, but. I I saw it as a long haul. Yeah. All right. Is there a point that you want to reach where you're like, I'd like to get out of this. I'd like to wrap this up and move on. (laughs) No, I I am so shocked at how much I love this. Mm -hmm. And I why are you shocked? Well, because I didn't know that I had no idea that you would be so connected to your listeners. Uh huh. Because you know, I've been in I've been in show business for quite some time, and it's a different connection. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, this does feel really personal. I feel like we're just talking to our friends, and I know it is weird when people write in or we read the fan mail. It, even if you haven't met them, it feels like you're hearing from a friend. Yeah, I feel like we know them. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, she vacuums. You know, it's <laughs> like yeah, you. There's something very, uh, I don't know, personal. That's so sweet. Our listeners have some of the cleanest floors. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People have been writing in talking about, oh, somebody just said that they, they've they started to clean even more. Oh. Um, be, yeah. They've added things to clean during, <laughs> during the podcast. So they can keep listening to us. Yeah. So they can keep listening. That's nice. Yeah. We, they must have some clean houses. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, floors, really. Or just the floors. They only mm-hmm. do the floors. Yeah. Well, you want to hear what... Um, wait, is this where I introduce? Oh, gosh. No, There's no this way of knowing. Mind. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about March mm-hmm. of the Penguins, Yeah. which is a 2005 French nature documentary directed by Luc Jacquet. <laughs> do you pronounce the T? No. I don't. Yes? No. I mean, jo- I don't. I don't ever say it. 
Luke Jockey, Jockett. No, um, and produced by National Geographic. The film depicts a year in the life of the Emperor Penguins of Antarctica. March of the Penguins won the Oscar for Best Documentary Feature and grossed should have. $77 million at the box office, making it the second highest grossing documentary of all time after Fahrenheit 9-11. It's available to rent on YouTube, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. Wow. I didn't realize it was that successful. Yeah. I mean, I could have read this before this moment, but. Yeah. You don't have that kind of time, even though we did spend an hour and a half talking before we pressed record. Um, Now, I watched this probably, we've put off recording this episode for so long. Right. You know, I was in New Orleans filming a movie and I had to be evacuated out of there because of the hurricane. And I was just thinking how I watch... Well, first of all, I've already seen this documentary years ago. No, I had seen it too, yeah. And then I rewatched it because I've learned my lesson on the show that I I need to (laughs) rewatch. It's the one... It's the only thing that we have to do for this podcast. (laughs) It's just to watch Which is a lot, okay, because... It's a lot of work. It does. I'm a busy person. So getting in a a documentary, it takes focus and i almost um you almost said hey i've seen it i almost did it again but i knew listen i've 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 learned learned time and time again and i'm so glad i watched it but i was thinking i watched it when i was at the saint vincent hotel in new orleans which was probably three weeks ago and my friend owns that hotel it's beautiful it's new you should stay at it okay i will but uh I, after that, started to stay with my cousin in Mississippi. And so I know how long ago I watched this documentary. And I can't believe we're now, three weeks later. Talking about it. Finally talking about it. Finally talking about it. Um, Yeah, this did come out a long time ago. And I did see it. Did you see it in the theater? I guess I did. I mean, 2000, did we have... Did we have a way to watch TVs at home in 2000? I mean, do we have a way to watch TVs at home? (laughs) Do we have a way? I guess I'm sure. I guess I saw it at the theater. Although this doesn't sound like the kind of movie I'm. I would, you know, be standing outside. Oh, you know what? You probably rented it at a. Yeah, I probably rented at a rent at a place. Oh, back in the blockbuster days. Yeah, a place that has VHSs. But circling back to our introduction for a second, when I read Fahrenheit 9-11, mm. it reminds me of my mom, Cracklin Rosie, because when she talks about 9-11, she calls it 911. <laughs> so, so she's like, she'll always say, I remember when 911 happened. It's like, 911? Oh, 9-11? Yes, 911. It's like, Okay. I don't know that anybody else calls it that except for my mom, but... Oh, Cracklin' Rosie. Oh, Cracklin' always throws me off. I remember when September 11th happened and um, my girlfriend at the time and I, we got up to watch the news and we were just, you know, having our coffee and completely just... Oblivious to I'm, what was happening out there. Well, yeah, but also it was so crazy because... I know I've said this on this podcast, but it doesn't matter. We say the same things over and over. Here it comes. I was cycling long distance from Mm -hmm. Montreal to Portland, Maine. And then I took a flight from Portland, Maine to, I can't remember where, and then to LA. And I flew on September 10th. And my flight was September 11th. But I went on September 10th. I went standby because I had blown out my knee on this long distance cycling trip. And when we were watching the news the next morning, they showed the path of the terrorists. They went from Montreal to Portland, Maine. They flew out of Portland, Maine. Do you know how tiny that airport is? No, I've never been to Portland, Maine. It's so tiny. And then from there, they flew and did everything that they were doing. I was in, I was on the exact path of the terrorists. Aye. Anyway... So the next morning I woke up and my girlfriend and I were looking at the news and she was like, that is the exact path you were on. Exact. Montreal to Portland, Maine to wherever I flew. I can't remember Chicago or 
Boston or something and then to LA. She was like, that I can't so even believe crazy. what I'm watching. And then I, this is a long way to go to tell you. And then like at noon, my mother calls and she's like, Tig, this is your mother. There's, there's been an attack on, on, on America. Oh, and I'm like, breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. Been watching it for three hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was in harm's way almost. Oh, Do you know oh, what I you mean? You couldn't have told, you didn't no. tell her that. No. no. No, but it's like my mother, I'll just say I'm my mother's daughter, like a little, <laughs> my, a little out of touch, a little. You're a little bit behind. I'm, like, I'm actually good with news, but, um, you know, my everything else is like, oh, yeah. I think like a month before my mother died, I remember being like, Do you, you know, something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And she said, who? She'd never oh. heard of the guy. <laughs> Whenever I'm shooting anything and I my mom will ask me who else is in it, mm-hmm. if it's not Ben Affleck, she does not know <laughs> them. She has no idea. Why does she know Ben Affleck so well? I don't know. But that's her idea of a, a movie star. And if it's not him, she's like, oh, I've, I have never heard Larry David. That doesn't even know. <laughs> and she's always like, I don't. She knows who Larry is now. Now she does. Does she know who I am? Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, you do a podcast with me. <laughs> you think my mom is listening? By the way, my mom keeps asking me how she can get a podcast. And I'm like, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that this would be her favorite. You know what I mean? You know what we should do? We should produce a podcast with Cracky mm-hmm. and one of my cousins in Mississippi. <laughs> have the two of them talk oh each week oh each week okay i would love that um tig yeah oh yeah penguins penguins they're very cute they are so cute i can't stand it do you feel sorry for them that they can't fly i felt like i spent a lot of time feeling I feel sorry for them for so many reasons. So many reasons. Although, I think it's pretty fantastic that they can also get around on their bellies. (laughs) It's pretty great. That they can walk or they can just belly ride Yeah, if they're just tired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of nice if you're just like, ugh, sick of walking. I'm just going to get on on my my... belly and flop on my belly for a while. Yeah. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Well, and it's also pretty great when the whole troop flops on their belly. Like they It's so cute. They all do it together. I mean, birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> I oh, mean <laughs> Wow, did you just make that up? I did. Do you do you think it'll take off? No. I mean, who is the lead bird is my question. When I was watching that, I'm like, who's the first one to flop on their belly? And is there ever one of them that's like I'm going to flop on my belly and see if they all follow. And then they don't. Whoa. And then it's like, back on my feet, back on my feet. You have some really insightful, deep Deep thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the scary part of being a leader. Are you talking about yourself? Yeah, I'm talking about myself. I'm (laughs) thinking about being a leader of some sort. And what if people don't follow? Well, flop on your belly and see who... uh... (laughs) Next time I'm at the mall, yeah, flop I'm just going to flop on my belly and Do you see go to the mall? Uh, I haven't been to the mall in quite some time, I'll be well, honest it's, with you. How long? Well, I mean, I go to outdoor malls. Well, are you like a, you're a snob where you're like, I'm not going to shop inside. <laughs> I only shop outside. No, I just went to the mall the other day because I went to the container store. What did you need to contain? <laughs> I needed a... Oh, God, what did I need? I needed like a shoe rack. But I could spend hours at the container store. Because once you're in there, you're like, oh, my God, I do need a drawer divider. Because all (laughs) stuff in my drawers are just like, every time you open the drawer, that just all mixes in together. Oh, buttons and safety pins. (laughs) Buttons and and pens. And they're all mixed together. And who can find them? Uh, One battery. Does it work or is it dead? I have to throw it in the remote with the other batteries and see if one of them. Yes. And yeah. what if you were that person that you opened the, your drawer and everything was lined up? I just went to my friend's house and she has a cookie jar, a glass cookie jar, Mm-mm. and they stack the cookies on top of each other in the cookie jar to make them look cute. 
Who is this person? Her name is Shelly. She knows who she is. Does she listen? I doubt it. But hey, Shelly, hey. You're <laughs> out Shelley, there. Hey, Shelly, hey. Now, is the, is the cookie jar, is it round or is it like a cylinder where it's cookie on cookie on cookie on cookie, you know? It's round. It's round. So it's like a layer of cookies and then a layer of cookies. So is her whole house like this? Yes, yes. All of her drawers have customized drawer dividers. I honestly said to her, can I get the name of your drawer divider person? Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, I'll send it to you. But have I followed up on that? No. Stephanie watched, you know, that Reese Witherspoon organizational show? The Home Edit? Yeah, Home Edit. Yeah. I love seeing your before and after pictures. It makes me feel like, oh, my God, I'm doing that. Oh, my gosh. Well, Stephanie did it. <gasps> well, she did it to our pantry. And she <gasps> did it She did it to our son's bathroom cabinet. Mm, that doesn't stick. No, it does because they can't reach their cabinet, so okay. it's just for us. Okay. But our pantry is one of those pantries where people walk in. They're like, <gasps> oh, my oh. gosh, I love your pantry because oh. nothing is in the original boxes that it came in. They're all in. Oh, in, in little containers. In- Hey, container store, hey. But they're glass containers. A glass, so you can see. They're glass, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, with little wooden tops. And so you can see what cereal or What's what nuts it. or, you know, all that. That is so nice. I would love to see a picture of that on your social media sometime. Well, maybe I'll put it on the Tig and Cheryl True Story um, March of the Penguins uh, photo. <laughs> I love that we're talking about March of the Penguins. And we've yet to talk about a penguin. I loved this movie. And and, and you, yeah. you feel sorry for him. Did you love this? Yeah, I loved it. Whoa, I don't. It doesn't sound like you love I Well. This is. Do you know how much I love this? This movie? Yeah. Do you know how much? How much? I told Stephanie I think it might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Why? I think it is the cutest, most captivating movie. But I have to say, when things get rough, oh my god, it gets so rough, and I no. I yelled at the movie like I'm like, stop it! Do not show me that. that Do not is show me that. Same. Ugh. Same. It's Dobby. devastating. Gob Gobby, see I said her name right, was watching me watch this. Uh-huh. And then she started videoing me because I was like, I I am not gonna watch another storm. This cannot be happening. This cannot be happening. And she's like she's like filming me. I'm like, Gobby, it's not funny. It's it's so devastating. Uh, devastating. And you know, obviously. This is nature, and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Why are they supposed to be doing this? I don't know. Why? Why? I feel like somebody moved to a town that they weren't supposed to move to, and they started having a family there. Now, generations later, they're all in the wrong town. Spot. Yeah. Well, let's let's figure out some answers. and we'll be back to you right after this, okay. after we give you a break. <laughs> Let's give our listeners a break. They need a break. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 
And we're back. And we're back. I hope that was a long enough break. Well, here's what I can tell you. Morgan Freeman um, voices this movie. He's good at it. He's good at it. He's got a very, his voice is very relaxing Mm -hmm. and knowing. And he's from Mississippi. Oh, and he's from Mississippi. Yeah, and but it, it it's like he's so known for doing this, but for good reason. For good reason. So in this film, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there are people out there that haven't seen it, right? I guess. We'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Read it, spill some beans. <laughs> See, this is where I so don't the- understand how you get to decide. Because you don't give a thought to the beans at all. And I feel like if someone was listening and this was like a, you know, we were talking about murder or Mm. we were talking about um, some sort of mystery, I feel like you would just launch in. I would say penguins living this miserable life is a real mystery. Okay. (laughs) That's okay to say. Okay. Well, this one doesn't really have a spoiler. I mean, these penguins are just like freezing to death. They're they're freezing to well, death. They're not freezing to death. They were born. Some to of live them in are the freezing to death. I don't think they would be freezing to death if they had enough to eat. It was devastating watching these little precious, the little adorable. They are, oh my! They don't god. even look real. Those little penguin chicks. Oh my god! <laughs> There's even the ones that, but they're not even the babies. Even the grown no. ones, when they're on a long trek and they get tired oh and they don't god. have food, they so, die. Oh it's so sad. Nobody knows what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, well here's what happens in the film. Okay, there are all these penguins, and uh, <laughs> they have to. And when you walk... say there's all these penguins, <laughs> it's not like. Ten. There no, there are thousands. I don't know how many thousands. Is it thousands? It's a yeah. lot. It's like you can't see the end of the line. And it's a line of them. They're like walking in a oh. near straight line. Isn't it interesting? Why do they walk in a line? I don't know. We could Cheryl. never know. No. There's no way to know this. There's no way to know. <laughs> there's no way. But they have to walk for seventy miles to go to a breeding ground because they need to go to a place where the ice is still really thick uh-huh. so they can get it on and we're they and so they have to walk 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 uh-huh. and at first the film is really fun because it is just like spring break for these oh penguins. my gosh they march for 70 miles and then it's like which is what you every- do on spring break you march <laughs> you and march you march and you bikini. march yeah and then you get it on with the first person you find <laughs> That looks exactly like you. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, it reminded me of WeWork when they go what? on their trip. Remember the WeWork when I'm they go sorry, on their the March summer? of the Penguins reminded yes. you of WeWork yes. on their yes vacation? because WeWork and they would um, they would throw that really fun party and everybody was hooking up and drinking beer. This was like that okay. for the Penguins. Okay. They all hook up. Yes or no? These penguins, they are all looking for action. It's that's not the like, only reason. Right, but they're not. <laughs> that's a that's long the only way reason to they go. march for 70 miles. I know. Um, but. And they're all so happy at the beginning. I know. Just like we work. How do they know that that ice is so thick to go party on? Because it's. And do it. I know. Which one n- discovered it first? I don't know. Or two. And then had the had the language to explain to tell the crew hey guys you get can totally get in line walk 70 miles this way in march and I then go it's gonna be worth it do it until your do heads it. pop off <laughs> uh because don't worry the ice is really thick the ice is gonna hold yeah that is not your worry on this trip yeah. that is not that is the not your, do not worry trip. that ice will hold the ice is going to hold. And, yeah, so they all do it. But they're monogamous. They find their partner. It's so sweet, isn't it? So they're not just, like, they're not, like, doing it with everybody, right? They find somebody, Seems and then like they, they find, do it. Then they do it. With mm-hmm. that, I was going to say with that person, but with that mm-hmm. uh, with that, with that precious penguin. little penguin. Wouldn't that be funny to be a penguin and realize... <laughs> Oh my God! Are I'm watching a, me. I'm a penguin. 
<laughs> like she'd be like, oh, a this penguin. Is, I'm a bird that doesn't fly. I am okay. a penguin. This is hilarious. I'm a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It just seems like such a funny thing to be. If you're going to be anything. A penguin. They look like they're having so much fun. Yeah. They look like butlers. They look like a bunch of butlers. Little butlers. Yeah, little butlers opening the door. But you know what was sad? Many points. Yeah. So what I didn't like about the film is like, I had always seen footage of these penguins like shooting out of the water onto the ice. Yeah. And it looked like they were having a ball. Yeah. And then they have all this underwater footage of like sharks chasing them. And that's why they shoot out of the ice. Yeah. Out of the water onto the ice. Yeah. And so there's, it's not because they're having a ball. No. They were like panicked for their life and terror is like shooting them out of the water onto the ice. And wait, there's sharks underwater in that cold? Yeah. Wasn't it a shark? Or a barracuda? No, that... Mm. A turtle? I don't know. Predators. Let's say predators. Let's say predators. Because do sharks like warm water? There's no way to know. It seems like they do <laughs> when you think there's... about Florida and Australia. Right. It doesn't Feel seem... like... It feels like they're in... in um... But maybe but... they do like cold... What are the penguins? What are getting the penguins? Now I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. we. Uh... <laughs> Our producer, Thomas, just had to tell us. It's not sharks. It's not sharks. It's leopard seals. <laughs> I quit talking about sharks in Antarctica. It's not happening. Sharks. And we've watched this movie twice. <laughs> and... And I mean, you never see a shark fin pop up near the water because there's ice. (laughs) Through the ice. Yeah. Done it, done it. No. Okay, leopard sharks. I mean, no, leopard. uh, (laughs) uh, There are leopard sharks. Uh, Leopard seals. Yeah. And they look so mean, don't they? Yeah. So after they get it on, which by the way. Let's get it on. Can we, um, can we in post- Drop let's in. Get let's get it on. Let's get it on. Oh, I can't, I don't. I can't find the right key. No, I know. Let's get it on. No, wait. Let's get it. You sing it. Let's get it on. <laughs> I thought you were. A, I thought you did musical theater. I did until I auditioned for. It was musical in the middle theater. of an audition. I was auditioning for musical theater. I was singing Anything Goes. Wait, is that the name of a song or were you singing yeah. anything? Oh, I was just like, Anything Goes, you guys. <laughs> I was singing the song, Anything Goes. Uh-huh. And I sort of had an out-of-body experience and I heard myself. I've probably told this story before, you have. too. Oh, my you have. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and they told, and I said, I can't sing. And they said, you're right. But is this the time when I should tell our listeners that um, I was um, asked oh. to play Braggadocious Alert? I'm not going to say what character in what musical, but um, it's a very famous role in a musical on, on, Broadway. on Broadway. And it's typically a man. And they were going to mm-hmm. drop me into the role. And I mm-hmm. wanted to do it so badly. I was going to work so hard at my singing and my dancing. I was going to work so hard. But then I realized I would have had to get ready for this role in like one month. And I'm, mm. you know, I, I'm not, I'm not like I mean, a people, trained singing and You know, Broadway person. is no joke. People travel from yeah. around the world. And then imagine them going to see you. Like, Well, that's what Stephanie said. She said, if you do this role, you yeah. need to train and be bring ready. It. And you need to bring really bring it. You it. can't go out on stage and be doing yeah. it tongue in cheek. You need no. to do it. Yeah. And when she said that, I was like, you are so right. And I had She's every... She's straight. Well, I had every intention to try my hardest. I, I, I like to yeah. do my best in everything. Yeah. But I couldn't possibly do yeah. this Even your hardest role is not going to be good enough. In a month, get ready with my singing and my dancing. But I'm, I'm hoping that in the future that I can... Mm. Make my Broadway debut Mm. and get my singing and my dancing in order. Oh, I will be there front (laughs) row and center. Well, let's give everyone a break and we'll be right back. uh, Maybe with some singing and some dancing by some penguins. penguins. Uh, (laughs) 
my god. Let's get it on. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. And we're back with some role reversal. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, yes. So, the penguins, when they do have um lay an egg uh-huh then there's a handoff well i thought it was perfect because i was just talking about role reversal because it was me oh bef- that's why i said we're back reverse- with role reversal oh i didn't get it this is well that's why i have to explain everything <laughs> like how there's not sharks trying to eat the penguins <laughs> and now begins one of nature's most incredible and endearing role reversals Mm. It is the penguin male who will tend the couple's single egg. While the mother feeds and gathers food to bring back for the newborn, it is the father who will shield the egg from the violent winds and cold. He will make a nest for the egg atop his own claws, keeping it safe and warm beneath a flap of skin on his belly. And he will do this for more than two months. It's so cute. It's so cute, and I can't believe that in those temperatures that the dad can just flap his little belly over the egg and the egg is fine. He flaps it over. I mean... Although, can I say, the one of the saddest... I mean, yes, there were lots of sad moments, but it's very difficult to transfer the egg from the female to the male, and they have to... Well, they don't have couple, hands. Huh? They don't have hands. they don't have hands that makes it difficult (laughs) it makes it so hard and it's so hard and some of the couples work on it they practice they get ready and then you saw like the one couple and i guess it was the lady that was just like sort of kicked it over (laughs) the lady penguin kicked it over to him and then that's it it was over because the egg was exposed to too much yeah, um, it froze. Cold weather. It froze. Ugh. It's so sad. And you have to remember, they marched 70, 70 miles. They miles. jumped out of water away from sh- killer sharks. Killer sharks in the Antarctica. They marched 70 there. miles. They partied on a thick piece they of partied. ice. They partied. They had They sex. found just the right partner yeah they had sex with a stranger on thick thick ice for for we work weekend (laughs) with a keg of beer they got pregnant twin shots yeah and -hmm. then the little egg rolls out and freezes and that is the end of that that was so sad so sad but i will say they were they're very sweet at lovemaking. I mean, we never actually saw penetration, but it was very sweet the the sort of mating sequence, you know, head to head, they would like rub heads together and you know what I mean? Didn't they seem like they were really in love? <laughs> what if they did show penetration? <laughs> well, I kept thinking <laughs> 
where is a penguin's penis? And how does this even happen? Were you thinking that ever? Where are there? Where are their reproductive? I know. It just looks like they're huddling together to keep warm and like rubbing the tops of their heads. Yeah, they just look like they're in love. But something's... Thomas, are you looking up uh, peng- penguin genitalia? Penguin penises? Penguin penises. <laughs> what does it I say? Mean, they must be long to reach out from under that belly flap. <laughs> and across the ice? <laughs> across... The claws and the eyes through the together. claws through four <laughs> pairs of claws. Where I mean, what is this? What does this penis look like? I should have googled this beforehand. Wait, Thomas is saying to this day nobody has uploaded the picture of a penguin penis. <laughs> so we don't know all what of it our listeners, like. you can be the first right now. Yes. Go online and upload a picture of yes. a penguin penis if you have one. Not if you have a penguin penis, but if you have the picture. Well, if you do have a penguin penis. We'd also like to see that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty uh, mysterious, isn't it? Yeah. Where is that thing and where does it go? We should have gone to a break right then. (laughs) I should have. I should have really looked into this. Where is that thing and where does it go? We'll be right back after these... (laughs) messages Um, can i just say real quick you know what i cannot stand speaking of transferring an egg to the man i cannot stand when men or anyone for that matter whatever your gender is or your non-gender is okay if you have a child and you are watching your child yes and your other partner is not around whether you're married dating or divorced or separated when you are watching your child do not call it babysitting you are oh, watching, watching your own child your child yeah you don't get extra credit for that yeah you're no not, one's paying no. you it's it, like that's I your job stand when people are like yeah my wife's we'll gone so i have tonight. to babysit my kids tonight it's like no yeah those are your children <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. never, and Stephanie would never say, Ugh, okay, well, I'm babysit. going out, but you have to babysit. That is true. And uh, I that's... hate to be sexist, but I feel like men typically say that. Men will, mm. men are the ones that typically say, and then I, I was stuck home babysitting. Ooh. I don't like it, and I say, stop it. Yeah. Stop, stop it. it. When when stop. somebody transfers the egg to you, that's your Take egg. It. That is your also your egg. That is your egg. Yeah. And these guys don't complain. No. They scoop it in their belly flap. hole. <laughs> <laughs> their belly hole. <laughs> they scoop it in their flap. Think about the first time that that happened <laughs> where they clearly were stuck on Antarctica yes. and did not know how gender roles worked. Uh-huh. You know? And... <laughs> And it probably was born out of this hardworking mom and a lazy spouse. Yeah. That was like, well, somebody's got to feed this family. (laughs) And she's like, here, lift up your belly flap and just let me at least put our baby underneath there and I'll go find some food. And you're put in your belly hole and I'll go find some food. And he's like, ah, I was wondering fine. why. I mean, why the female had to do it. But why not the female? Let's not be sexist here like I just was. I know, but I felt like she just worked so hard, you know, giving birth. Is it called giving birth to an egg? I don't know. He's working hard hiding his penguin penis. <laughs> where? That's where <laughs> what he's been doing. He's, gotta, he's like. Thing must be so long and skinny. <laughs> I think. And where does it go when he's not? I don't know. And why didn't, if there is a God, this would have been a perfect time to give an animal a pouch. Yes. Why did a kangaroo in the warmest (gasps) weather get a pouch? Give penguins a pouch. 
Yes. Penguins, a pouch. A pouch. Give. Penguins. Wait, say it in sync with me. Give. Give. Penguins, a pouch. A pouch. Give. Penguins. Stop giving kangaroos a pouch. Stop giving penguins. It's warm in Australia. Give penguins a pouch. Give penguins a pouch. Wait, Thomas just got, told us. Oh some, yeah, uh, give us some information. I'm sorry, I got really worked up there. I know. Okay. Penguins do not have penises. <laughs> so there is no way look we could have known this for the rest of your lives. That's why there's not a single picture of a penguin penis. <laughs> So I can't wait to see what gets uploaded online. Penguins do not have penises. Both sexes have orifices called, go on, you say it. Cloacas? That are used both for reproduction and for waste. Whoa. Wow. They need to start communicating with the rest of the world because they're (laughs) doing things wrong. They're doing it the hard way. Yeah. We need to get them pagers at least. For booty calls, you mean? Well, no, just so they can contact the rest of the world. Like get a oh, payphone. They and need a some pager information. And, and a belt some... and a fanny pack. I like that a pager is the best you can do. Well, just in... because they're so out of touch, like ease oh. them in. Get them a rotary so even phone. Even a pager would be helpful. Yeah. Okay, the, females li- the female lies on her stomach while the man climbs, the male climbs onto her back. The female lifts her skirt. And no. takes her shoes off. <laughs> no. She lifts her tail, allowing oh. their clo- cloacas to touch and sperm <laughs> to be transferred. This process does not take long, often lasting about 10 seconds. That oh. is 10 seconds too long for me. My God. So the sperm goes into their waist pouch? Yeah. And then the cutest animal ever is born? Yeah, from the cloacas. From the waist pouch. From After the waist sperm pouch. goes into their waist pouch, then the most adorable animal exists on the planet. <sighs> they march out there for 70 miles for 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Listen. Listen, I am so glad we got to the bottom of the penguins, penguins penis because I... I don't want to ever make that mistake again, and I'm embarrassed that we made it on this Listen, podcast. But they march 70 miles to touch their orifices for 10 seconds. <laughs> Why not do it where they were? I mean, you don't need a thick piece of ice to no, um, no, because in my mind, I thought first they of were... all, we sound like scientists <laughs> <laughs> and biologists. I thought that there was humping going on you thought well how can they hump with no they don't have a waist i mean they have a waist (laughs) that's why i didn't understand how it happened (laughs) but yeah why can't they just do it in the thin ice it only takes 10 seconds i mean and well because they don't have any information and that's what i'm saying (laughs) is somebody needs to give these birds a talking to I mean, they're Somebody doing needs everything to give these wrong. Birds a pouch. Yeah, they're walking seventy miles in the freezing cold to touch their orifice onto another orifice for ten <laughs> seconds. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Okay, so okay, so then the moms, the ladies, whatever you want to call them, the females, they march back to water. Because now they they have very little food in them because they've used all of their resources to make this egg. And they've they've like defecated into their sex orifice. Yeah, I wonder. And they're like, oh, here, rub your defecated your orifice. Your yes, I wonder if the waste is then part of the egg. <laughs> Please let this be someone's first episode. And they think it's like a public radio NPR. <laughs> think we're really going to talk yeah, about please, this film. Please let this be your first introduction <laughs> to the show. 
<laughs> Somebody out there is so angry right now. There's many. Listening. There's many. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, they all huddle together, which is very sweet. It's so sweet. But how sad for the God. ones on the outer ring. Uh, but they said that they rotate. But still, you know there's some little bastards that's in there that's acting like they've rotated and they haven't. (laughs) They have not. They have not. Speaking of being on the outer part of a huddle, one of the funniest things that I think exists on this planet, and watch next time you see a sports game, mainly football, is when after... A game and a team wins and they all start jumping on each other. Yeah. The funniest part that makes me laugh all the time are the grown men that are on the outer part that can't be in the middle and they're just out there trying to like (laughs) and they're just jumping, but they're just hopping. Not making contact with anybody. Everybody in the huddle doesn't really feel them or they know. don't even know that guy yeah, is and out that guy's oh. jumping and he's touching like, people's <laughs> backs but he's not knows. part of it nobody knows <laughs> i, I see that, that. Be oh my god and it's the funniest oh. most pathetic oh. moment oh he man he's trying and but they're all trying around the outer rim of the of the sports celebratory huddle yeah and they're all hopping and they're facing they each other be in it but the outside they're not in there and they, they got there a little too late they got and a they're just and watch it it's really funny and sad and it's just a grown man hopping on the outside oh, by himself just cheering <laughs> it's so funny oh boy um you know what i looked up i i what? did google what travel to antarctica you want to go there? Yes, I do. To see the penguins? I want to do everything that that place has to offer, which probably is three it things. It doesn't have anything to offer. It's, it's beautiful. It's looking at penguins and well, looking at icebergs. I, that sounds incredible. You don't want to go on vacation with me to... Antarctica? Yeah. I don't like being that cold. Well, we would wear coats. That's, yeah, and but little something's going to be exposed. And earmuffs. No, you can wear it those like face masks. So uncomfortable. But I will. I would like to see your pictures. Okay. <laughs> so the father watches this egg for two months. Mm-hmm. The ladies go to find some food, which is a torture chamber, by the way. Yeah. Because, like we said, there are the leopard seals that are also hungry. Just as hungry as those sharks. Circle up. <laughs> Circle of life. Circle of life, but it really, it's really sad. And then... It is so sad. And those birds oh. that come down and and get the little baby penguins. Oh, God. Here's a really sad moment. So after the females, you know, they're like, they are busting their balls to try to get some food. They have to do all their hiking and marching and then get back to... The guys and I don't the know eggs. There's, there's no balls on well, the male or female. It's just her female. And they get there. Front pouch. Yeah, I guess they don't have ball. I guess I don't have. Anyway, they get there and now they have a d- filthy orifice full of defecation. She's busting that. <laughs> it doesn't sound. <laughs> She's busting her orifice full <laughs> of defecation. Oh my god. And they get back, and the guys are so happy to see them. Everybody's so happy to see them. Yeah. And um, everyone's hungry. They have to listen to try to find their mate, and everybody's. Oh, and know. while the the lady's gone, the dad throws up the last bit of food he has into the babies down the baby's yeah, throat. Yeah, because the little chicks, the little chicks are are born. A lot of them are born, and then so the moms come back. Yeah, so the dad now the dads are starving. The moms come back. It's very exciting. They're looking for their mates and their chicks. And then remember the one mom and her chick didn't make it. Yes. And she looked for the guy, and I couldn't get the vibe of did the guy tell her it well, didn't happen, or did she just <laughs> not find the guy? <laughs> 
Well, nobody's saying anything, you know? Yeah, I mean, through c- c- chirp, chirping, no, ch- clucking, whatever they do, they they make noise. A lot of clucking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it was so sad because then Morgan Freeman says, the sadness causes to, the mother to do the unthinkable. And I was like, oh, my God, what is the unthinkable? She pulled out a gun. Nope, she did not. But she goes up to one of the other chicks with their mom. Tries to kidnap. And tries to kidnap the chick. Yeah, hold him at gunpoint. Yeah, and the penguins surround her. And And they're they're like, like, no, "No, you didn't. No, ma'am. We know you're in pain, but this is yeah, not yeah, the answer. Yeah, we know you are sad. We know, yeah, you, yeah. but this is hurt not people yours. hurt people. You've heard that yeah, saying, right? Yeah, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people And we don't want this people. to be happening. And you are not a and person. They, yeah. But you so should sweet still the way get they that are a bumper little community. sticker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do people use bumper stickers anymore? They seem to be so popular in the 80s. You know what else was really popular in the 80s? Hmm. Mooning. And I think oh, I talked about this. And streaking. On this podcast. No, that was the 70s. Yeah. I feel like everybody was mooning, like, out of yeah. bus windows. And we need to bring it back. Well, me, by me the and way, you. When I, you and I can bring back mooning single-handedly. Double-handedly. When, when I was in high school, one of my friends thought it would be hilarious to moon me. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, Cracklin was there. Oh, and she saw the moon, and she never let that guy back into our house. <laughs> wow. Cracklin she th- was cracking the the whip, the, huh? Yeah. She was like, no, that's not how we do it here. Wow. She's like, that is disrespectful. I was like, well, it was, uh, he was just being funny. She's like, that's not oh, funny. See, there was mooning, and there was all and- sorts of stuff at my house. <laughs> you know, one of the famous moments of my childhood and i'm sure i've said it on here was was when apparently one of the principal said what if your mother knew what you were doing oh and what'd you say i said what if you knew what my mother was doing (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh i'm pretty good compared to my mother pretty fast that was but i know but i'm saying like i was like not so shabby compared to what my mother was up to. That is hilarious. Anyway, Tig, let's just say it's very sweet. They all get together. <laughs> <laughs> they rub their defecation pouches. Mm-hmm. They touch. And then, and then the little chicks finally like get off of their mom's feet because they have to just like live on their feet for a while because it's too Cold. And then they grow up with dreams of doing that all over again themselves. <laughs> yeah. So they live in the sea for four years, and then on the fifth year, they go out for the march. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> what a dumb idea. Oh, See, we have penguins. got to get in touch with them. I'm going to go out there. If somebody can. You're going to go out there and really have a talk with these penguins. I am. And just be like, listen. Don't Listen, do it. You guys, there's got to be a better way. We've got to get you... A penis. A penis. Although that's not really the problem. That's not their biggest problem. Right. I do think a pouch would be helpful. Yeah. We then they could walk around. Get the penguins a pouch. It's a pouch. Get, give the penguins a pouch. Is it give or get? <laughs> it's give. Oh, I don't know. Are you ready for some final thoughts? Mm-hmm. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Uh, Did you cry? I did not cry, but I felt equally as emotional as I have felt during the podcast that made me cry. I thought it was so touching, so extraordinarily beautiful. and. Yes. So devastating and sad. Yeah. To the point where I kind of couldn't handle it. No. When Morgan Freeman said, get ready for the storm is coming, for like, this is the third time, I was, I said, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't watch this one more time. 
it still remains one of my favorite movies, I think, of all time. Okay. Well, this is an awkward question because I don't think there was one person in this film. It was really just penguins. <laughs> Were you attracted to anyone? <laughs> I mean, it would be weird if you don't say the penguin because that's, that's too much. Well, I mean, there's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, but we didn't even see him. But I know, yeah, but okay. some people don't have eyesight. That's true. And you can be attracted to people. Seduced by a voice. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that one. Can we just talk about, since this is our 50th mm-hmm. podcast, Yeah. do you want to pick somebody from our list, <laughs> from our 50 episodes of anyone that you are the most attracted to? Oh, boy. I mean, there are so many. Tiger King was a big one. <laughs> the um, jinx. I mean, it's hard to find attractive people. No, I feel like your your big one. Who was my big one? Wasn't it Metallica? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, let me tell you who your big one. Uh, you know who I think it is? Mm. Let's see. It was the singer, Sugar Man. It was Sugar Man's daughter. One of Sugar Man's daughters. <laughs> that was the big one for me? Well, Wiener. <laughs> no, who were you attracted to? Mm. Wasn't there someone from Quip, Quip Camp? I almost said Quip Camp. <laughs> I didn't. You did say Quip Camp. <laughs> well, you like Britney Spears. What? Wait, were you attracted to Britney no. Spears? <laughs> In my mind, you were. Oh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Uh, Tina Turner, sure, yeah. Um, okay. I, and I was going to say, I mean, the obvious one, and Thomas just um, mentioned it as well, but Stephanie from the TIG doc. I get that. Mm-hmm. That would be weird if you didn't. Oh, I know who you liked. You liked the guy from Air Guitar Nation. What was his name? He had a funny name. I don't like, know. Uh, oh, what was his name? Thomas will know. I also liked um, a band called Death. Those guys. Well, Remember the, oh, a band called Death. Yeah, they were cute. Yeah, from like they the look cute. when they were, you know, like in their twenties. Heyday. Yeah, Bjorn to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn to rock from Air Guitar. Nation. And you liked Sugar Man. I did like Sugar Man. Mm-hmm. I did like Sugar Man. All right. Oh, was there a documentary that made you cry the most? Yeah. Oh, I know what you cried on. What? Uh, Octopus Teacher? Quip Camp. Quip Camp. Quip Camp. <laughs> don't make fun of my don't make fun of my R's. It happens sometimes. When they were crawling up those stairs, Ugh. I uh I that was like, me. All right, all right, you got me. <laughs> you got <laughs> me. <laughs> I w- that was the boohoo mm-hmm. that I had where Stephanie Where I didn't even try to hold back. I remember I was talking to you about that. Where normally I'll try and choke back my tears. And this one I was like, all right, I'm crying. (laughs) And I I can't handle this. And I just really let it out. You thought it was octopus? Didn't you cry at the octopus thing? I don't know. At the octopus, my octopus teacher? Oh. And then what was mine? I mean, I don't cry at a lot of these. Yours was hand on a hard body. Hand on on a hard body. You know why? Because that guy cold as had ice. his hands on that truck for his for, wife. What, how many days? And then gave it to his wife. No, see, this is where we his disagree. His feet were bleeding. This is where we disagree. He was hungry. No. And then he gave it to his wife. No. He knew he was going to get that truck himself. <laughs> no, that's not true. If we caught up with him today, his wife oh. is driving the truck. Oh, oh my I would love to catch up with him today <laughs> and talk to her and see. And see who's driving the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a doc that stands out to you as your favorite? It's hard because there are some really. I, I, mean, I mean, penguins. Oh, interesting. I really loved the jinx. I know you did. I mean, that thing is crazy. The twists and the turns. You know I love a twist and turn. I know you do. That was, that thing is crazy The staircase balls. has a twist and a turn. Oh, my God. The staircase. We still have listeners that think the bird 
killed her. Yeah. Which can't, that can't be the way that she died. A bird did not land on her head and that's how she died. And then the other woman that also died in his life. Yeah, that was awkward. That also fell down the stairs. Also fell down the staircase. And it's like, it's a strange one. What else did we love? I mean, Three Identical Strangers is so... Although, <gasps> how about Theranos? What oh, is yeah. it called? Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, the, inventor, that, the herpes. The inventor. The herpes. Oh, the, she's in the news machine. right now. Yeah, she's on trial. Yeah. She's accusing her boyfriend of, of sexual yes. assault and... And yes, and uh, manipulate man, manipulation? That's not really the word. What's the word? Just bad when you stuff. you manipulate somebody. Coerce. Anyway... And uh, because of that, that made her, how did that make her do that? But anyway, that's her defense, Mm -hmm. is that her boyfriend uh, drove her to it. Yeah. And then he goes on trial after. Well, we'll we'll keep everybody updated on that. Will we? Well, we would love to hear what you guys think about our 50 episodes and which one you, which one stood out to you, which doc you loved. Right, Tig? Yeah, right, Cheryl. And you know, I'd be curious. I'd be curious to know what their favorite episodes have been. Yeah, I'm curious of that. Yeah, what are your uh, favorite? Tell us what your favorite episodes out of the fifty have been. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Um, we will be watching Exit Through the Gift Shop, which you can watch with the free trial of Sundance Now or rent on Amazon, Apple TV, or YouTube. Also, you can buy True Story merch at podswag.com slash true story. But we do love to hear from you guys. We do. So you can email us uh, at Tig and Cheryl, true story at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Instagram. Twitter, right? Twitter. Facebook. Right. I think we're everywhere. Yeah. Um, Tig, do you want to hear a true fan mail before we go? I would love to. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I feel like everyone's last name is B. Well, this is cute because her, it seems like the first name is May. Uh, no, I get it. Oh, okay. Um, so May B writes, Dear Tig and Cheryl, my wife and I own a bar and are huge fans of your show. We listen weekly on our two-hour commute home and look forward to every episode. Two-hour commute? I know. What's the name of the bar and where do you live? We came out of a seven-month lockdown in June here and realized that we were answering the bar phone nonstop with the customers asking the same questions over and over. What time do you open? Do you serve food? (laughs) And what time do the strippers come on? Thanks to you, we realized we should probably set up our voicemail. (laughs) And so now our phone answers with the outgoing message, shakers, please hold. (laughs) No. It's what maybe says. Shakers, please hold. Oh my god. Wait, she's saying they really leave that on their outgoing message? That's what it says. Shakers, please hold. We really enjoyed this <laughs> week's show, Hail Satan, and feel like we really got an actual documentary review and you didn't wander off topic much at all. We think this is because Tig actually watched the documentary this week. I watch and did all not- of them. And did not take as many snack breaks. Oh. <laughs> but we are a little concerned about Cheryl's increasing inability to pronounce her W's. <laughs> I just had a problem. You just said quip. Quip, quip. Oh, uh, I know. Camp. I don't know what to do about it. Your devoted and concerned fans, May and Michelle. Oh, Sweaty Betty's. Toronto, Canada. Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. So is that a strip club? I mean, that's an uh, interesting name for a strip club. It sure is. So go on down to Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. Sweaty Betty's. In please. Toronto? Is that right? In Toronto. Oh. Listen, if I'm ever in Toronto, I'm going to Sweaty Betty's just to see what's happening. <laughs> that's it, you guys. We love reading your messages, like I said, and, our, and your reviews. And um, I don't know, Tig, do you have anything to promote? We don't really have time for this today. Mm, uh, just say, that's okay. Just my Google animated it. Okay. special. Um, all right, guys. On HBO. All right. All right. Should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. T.
Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.